The following shear has been presented by Rav Yitzchak Silber, Dayan and author of The Code of Jewish Conduct, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. Meseches Bava Kama has been graciously dedicated by Rav Tzvi Reisman and family, Le'ilu Nishmas, his esteemed father, Harav Yehoshua Heschel Reisman, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. May the Torah studied through this volume be an Eloi to his neshama. Today I would like to speak about Shlichus. We have in our Gemara a story about a Shliach, an emissary, a messenger, delegate, a Shliach, an agent. Uh, your Shliach went and inst- you asked him, can you please go and buy some wheat for me? And he went off with your money and he bought barley. So one way of looking at it is, I didn't ask him to do this, he stole the money and there's nothing to do with me, the barley. The other way of looking at it is that he really did this as your messenger, as your agent, and therefore you, you, uh, the barley is yours. Um, maybe he did a wicked thing, stealing your money and doing the wrong thing, but it should be yours. Well, actually what the Gemara does say is something interesting. If he gained, he made a profit from the change, then you partake in that profit. You share it with him. If he loses, then you don't have to lose because you didn't ask him to do that. And this is something that we will see over and again, over and over again in Hilchas Shluchim, that a shliach is qualified to gain for you, to do what you sent him for, but he cannot do things on his own accord which will cause you loss. The minute he starts causing you losses, the engine turns off. Imagine you could have an account with a stockbroker that whenever you gain, it's in your name, and whenever it loses, it just switches off and you haven't made any loss. Well, if a shliach starts changing things, that's roughly what happens. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about how you become a shliach. Who is considered a shliach? What is this agent, emissary, messenger? Well, if you ask somebody who tells his shliach, go out and buy me, buy me some land, buy me some produce, buy me whatever it is, go and buy it for me. You might have told him, go and sell my produce, go and sell my land, go and sell this tape recorder for me. Uh, that alone is enough to appoint him as your agent and he will buy or sell on your behalf and whatever he does it's as if you have done it and it's a, it's a proper mindset, it has a proper chalois, a proper kiyum. Minuit Shlichus does not need a Kenyan. However, the Rambam says that there was a minhag in many Minui Shlichus, appointment of an agent. Many times there was a minig in Klal Yisrael to do a Kenyan. However, even without the Kenyan, the Shliach's halachas will be exactly the same. He'll be held responsible just like a Shliach with a Kenyan. We also do not need Edim. You don't need witnesses to witness this appointment. If it's for a get or Kiddushin in those days, but a get, a minu shlichus of a get does need witnesses because it's a dovish of Erebor. But any minu shlichus, an appointment of an agent in monetary matters does not need witnesses. The only reason why you'll want the witnesses is to testify afterwards if there's any deniers. 
but you do not need witnesses as such to, to be Mekayim the Maisa. Uh, in other words, you can appoint your agent with verbally, with speech alone, and it's a proper appointment. Uh, once you have appointed him, and he went out and bought you stuff, or went out and sold stuff for you, uh, even with his own money, you cannot lo- you can no longer go back on what you what you you appointed him. Can you please be my agent to go out and buy me some wheat? Off with three tons of wheat. Off he went and bought you three tons. Bought on your behalf three tons of wheat. You cannot say afterwards, "Oh, I don't need it. I only said that it's a, it's a, he's bought it on your behalf." And uh, you have to take it off him and pay him whatever he paid for it. However, if you catch him on the way to the wheat market and tell him, please, can you stop and not buy me the wheat? Then you can stop him doing the shlichus. You can revoke, veto the shlichus. And then he will no longer be your shliach. And uh, I hope he won't buy the wheat. If he did, he only bought it for himself. He has to bring you back your money or whatever else you asked him to use it for. So you can be mavatl shlichus. You can appoint a shliach and then you can relinquish all of his power. However, if you didn't, he was an appointed shliach even just with words alone. Uh, If you tell somebody, you go and buy the wheat and I'll buy it off you, then you can go back on your word. Uh, it's obviously not the right thing to do, but if you do go back on your word as such, he is stuck with the wheat because you didn't send him to buy the wheat for you. You sent him to buy, to, to, you, you just told him that if you buy it, I'll buy it off you. Or you didn't just say if you buy it, you said go buy it and then I'll buy it off you. Uh, you can go back on the shlichus and you won't be stuck with the wheat. However, you will have to pay him any losses which he may have incurred because he totally relied on you. Whether that's meeting Orov or meeting something else, he totally relied on you and you will have to pay his losses. Okay, that, he's not your messenger as such, but you will, have to, you will be held responsible to pay his losses. So we do have over here a... a uh, what we're talking about in, in shlichus is... If you did send him as your agent to buy the stuff, whether he bought it with your money or with his own money, you can, you, it's yours. But if you just said, go buy it, I'll buy it off you, it's his. Uh, who pays expenses? You told him go off to the wheat market. Uh, he, it cost him a train or a, or, a, or a bus or a cab or whatever to get there. All kinds of other expenses he had um, transporting this stuff back to where you need it to be. So if you ask someone in any business deal to go be your agent, to go and do this deal on your behalf, uh, any expenses that he incurred, you will be liable to pay. But this is only expenses which are usual, usually spent on this kind of deal. If it was to buy a a property, there might have been uh, taxes, there might have been legal fees, there might have been surveyors and architects and who knows what else. All of that he'll have to pay. But if you went and splashed out and, you, you know, you flew there in a private plane and instead of taking a cab, you went and rented a car or whatever it is and you, you had ex- more extravagant expenses than usual, he will not have to pay the extra extravagance. 
because nobody is interested in in, uh, in, in he, he never thought of that in the first place he never thought that there will be such extravagant expenses what happens if a shliach does not do what he's supposed to do he went on his own accord and changed didn't do didn't buy what he was supposed to buy so you asked a shliach to go buy you wheat and he went off and bought barley bought the wrong stuff even you asked him to buy reddish wheat and he bought whitish wheat if i brought those grains here and put them on the table none of those present will be able to tell the difference between one and the other but apparently in those days people really knew what wheat they wanted and if it was the red wheat instead of the white wheat or the other way around they would be really disturbed by it and that would be a mum in a mekach that would be a mekach toss not only a mum in a mekach it would it would the whole mekach because it's as if i asked you to buy to, to buy socks and you sold me shoes it's considered a different species completely so what happens if a shliach went and did something different to what he was asked to do He's already done Meshicha. He's acquired it with a proper Kinyonim. Well, it depends. If he informed the, the merchant, the person selling this stuff to him, that I am only a messenger for somebody else, I'm only an agent for somebody else, he has done nothing. It's a bitul mekach. The whole, the, whole, um, the whole transaction is void, is annulled, has not happened over here. And he has to give back the barley and get back the money and give back the money to the person who sent him. However, if he did not inform the merchant, or he did not inform the seller that I am just a messenger for somebody else, then the barley is bought. Uh, what will happen afterwards? Well, the shliach has used the meshaleach's money and he's going to have to refund him his money. He's going to have to argue it out with the person, the agent, with the person, the messenger, with the person who sent him. will have to argue things out. But as far as the barley is concerned, the transaction is is uh, is Kayan, exists okay someone gave money to a shliach and he asked him can you buy me a specific thing or or a or he told him can you buy me it in a specific place everybody knows that you get good cotton in in egypt and you get whatever so can you buy it in a particular place maybe it's because there's a good price in that place in, in those days there was no internet so they would all have to turn up at the fair in leipzig to decide who to buy from and what to buy from now, if I told you to buy it or sell it in Leipzig, I, I knew what I was talking about. It's a special quality, it's a special prices. So I asked you to do a, a special kind of produce, a special kind of, of schoira merchandise, or I asked you for a, a, uh, in, a in a particular place. Um, I might also have given you merchandise and asked you to sell it in a particular place. And you went off and did what you want. You bought the wrong thing, you sold it in the wrong place. I might have told you, can you do this by a certain date? I, I've given you 30 days to sell this merchandise. I know what I'm talking about because after 30 days, the high season is over and it's much cheaper. I know why I want you to sell it within 30 days. I've got a reason for it. I've only made you my messenger for those 30 days, not for thereafter. Uh, you went and changed. You bought or sold the wrong stuff in the wrong place. You went past the time limits. Okay, it's too late to try and track down the people who have bought the stuff or sold the stuff to you. And uh, you, you, we, we don't, we, we, what should we do now? Well, on that we have our Gemara here in Baba Kamadach Kuf base. If there was a loss incurred, the Shliach has to take full responsibility and incur the whole loss. The agent will have to take out of his own pocket, pay for the complete loss. However, 
If there was a revach, a gain, then he is still my messenger, and therefore I will have the, I will, I will get the, the, uh, I, I will, I will get that gain. I, as the one who sent him, will gain that gain. The question is asked to the average, uh, straightforward person: How can that be? You can't burn a candle at both ends. You can't dance by both chasnas. Either he is your messenger, in which case, in which case you'll take the loss as well as the gains, or he's not your your messenger, in which case he will take the loss and also the gains. The answer is our sugya. If you changed and did something different to what you were asked to do, you have the underhand. You are underneath. You will get what you're given. If you made losses, I want to be with you. Uh, if you made losses, I do not want to be with you. Those losses, you made them for yourselves. I want to retract from the deal. You may, because there was never a deal on that. You made gains. I'm very happy for you to be continue, continue being my messenger. I want to come dance by that chasna with you and take those, those gains. This is the Chiddush of our sugya called Hamashan Midas Balabais Yodara Now, what about if a if there a Hefsid? Uh, okay, what about if there was a different kind of Hefsid? True, I sent him to go buy wheat and he went and bought barley. If barley shot up in price and there was massive gains, I will partake in those gains, I will get those gains. If Bali slumped, if there was only losses out of this, then he will have to suffer those losses. What happens if it got stolen on the way back by some armed robbers? The train that was bringing it back, that carriage got derailed and it went flying down the mountainside and all the wheat is lost, all the barley is lost. What, what will be the din? He did not take any money for this messengery, or if it, and therefore he's a Shemachinom, he's Potter on Gneva Baveda, or even if he did take money and he's high for Gneva Baveda because he's a Shemachinom, but he's Potter for real him like a derailed train or armed robbers or a sinking ship, uh, what will happen? Will he be high or will he be Potter? Well, some say that the depth of Koramashana Yoda Alatartaina is to the extent of, I'm sorry, mister, that is your barley. I asked for wheat, not barley. And therefore, if it got lost or the train got derailed or whatever it is, he is totally responsible. Others say no. Others say that the, it's a machlokas aposkim. Others say that it would depend. It, uh, no, you can only, Mr. Balhabayis, the one who sent him, can only, Yodha for Yoikev oil, if the barley or the wheat went up or down in prices, that he'll suffer the loss, the, the depreciation in value, and you won't. But if there was some other kind of thing like Geneva Aveda or an Oynas, then you will, you are still the one who sent him, and he will not have to suffer that whole loss. Of course, we'll go with Dine Shomrim, and whatever his din is, he'll have to, he'll have to pay. If he, if he is Chayev, we'll make a Shvur, or prove it really happened. What happened if you appointed two shlichim? Well, if you appointed two shlichim, one can't sell it without the other. There are partners in this antique store, and you turned up with this, uh, this uh, ancient painting that you have, and you want them to sell it, especially both of them should be on it together, because one's got a sharp eye for, for, for antiques and, and valuation, 
and the other one's got a, a hard way of dealing with people with a nice smile or getting the maximum price. So you told these two antique merchants that I want you both to sell this together. You have a reason for asking that. One of them cannot sell it without the other. If one of them is, has just had a heart attack and is in his hospital bed, the other one is powerless to sell it. If there are any other reasons, one of them doesn't want to sell it. Only the other one is only one of them is willing to deal with it. These are complicated alofas. On the surface, it would seem that you can only ha they can only sell it if they both sell it together. However, sometimes it's quite obvious that you really don't care who sells it. You walk into uh, uh, um, a regular supermarket and you sell them. There's two owners of partners, partnership owners, and you sell them a thousand bars of soap. You really don't care if, if uh, who sells it, if it's the, the little boy who, who helps schlepping, or if it's the lady by the till, the cash register, or if it is the, the one of the big partners. So, of course, it would, it would have to be a reason why a person would be particular and want both of these people to be on it, to be in on it. But if, you, if there's no particular reason, you don't really mind, then, of course, one partner will be able to sell without the other partner having anything to do with that sale. Le tikuni shadarteich is a, a musik, a, a concept. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the center for halacha consultation, service, educational seminars or media, please call 1-888-485-VAAD. That's 1-888-485-VAAD. 485-8223 To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at thehalachacenter.org.